0: Welcome to the South Coast Christian Podcast. I'm Pastor Tom Westerfield. On behalf of myself and our entire staff, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope this message uplifts and encourages you this week. So, this last week, <coughs> I was in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, we were all kind of spread out, and I was at a conference that uh, I really enjoyed. Uh, and it's a little bit more humid there than it is here, but not much. Actually, it's pretty. It was pretty comparable. Uh, but it is a little bit warm, but uh, I was in Birmingham, Alabama, and I was doing a conference there, and then uh, I just started praying about it, and I was kind of thinking about time-wise, and I started thinking that I wanted to re- share a message with you today that was different from our First Corinthians series. Last week, we finished our series, For the Love of Others, in First Corinthians. Uh, next week, we start our final series in First Corinthians that we're going to finish up. I think it's going to be a five- or six-week series, and so don't miss that. But today I wanted to share a message with you that I feel like it just is a, is a almost like a tune up. You know how many take your car in for a tune up? You know or get the oil changed. Or you sometimes we just need to get a tune up in our own life. Sometimes we need to get our oil changed. That if you had spark plugs, I don't think any cars have spark plugs anymore. But you know to get those changed out. But think of that today as what we're doing. Uh, I want to share a message that better helps you understand the active power of God in your life and I titled the message the air you breathe for some of you today this might be a new revelation and I hope if it is that the word I'm going to share with you today will empower you but as we begin today I just want to talk about the importance of air and I think that that's kind of a weird man pastor Tom what are you talking about the importance of air But I think we all have this understanding that we need air to survive. Do you realize that we need air to survive? Without air, we don't last long. But I don't know that we ever really think about the air that we breathe. I think we just kind of take it for granted. We don't really think about it. Do you know every day, every single day, 24-hour period, you take 22,000 breaths? Have you ever thought about it? You just do it. Right now, in this service, you're probably going to take 1,000 to 2,000 breaths. By the time you're 50 years old, you'll have taken over 400 million breaths of air in your life. They say that you can go without water for a few days, anywhere from three days to seven days. kind of depends on your environment and kind of the health that you're in. They say that you can go without food. For some of us, we can go a lot of long time without food. For others, I'm just teasing. I feel like I could go like weeks without food, but maybe not. But they say you can go several weeks without food, depending depending on your health and environment. But as you all know, you can only go without air for a few minutes. Not very long. Most of us can't hold our breath for more than three minutes. I tried, in fact, I was thinking this morning I was going to have everybody hold the breath and see who would pass out first, but no, I thought, no, that's not good. But I tried this, I just tried to hold my breath. I can hold my breath like a minute and five seconds and then I'm just going crazy. I don't know if you've ever been trapped before or you've ever been in a space where you feel like you can't breathe or maybe you've had the wind knocked out of you. And you, and you just try, are you ever going to breathe again? You just kind of have this panic in your, in your spirit, like, and you finally take that big breath, and it feels so good when you get it back in, your, your breath back. I remember when I was in Othello, Washington, I was probably four or five years old. And my mom, I was like, this is years and years and years ago. My mom uh, decided to put me in swimming lessons. I think I've shared this story before, but for some of you, it's new. And I remember going that to my swimming lesson, there was an instructor. She was really old. She was like 17 or 18 years old. And uh, age is always perspective, you know what I'm saying? For me, was like, she was really old. And I remember uh, she didn't really explain a lot, but one of the most important things that you've got to figure out about in swimming is how to hold your breath, right? And so I remember all of a sudden, she just took my head and she put it submerged it into water. Hold your breath, and boom, I felt her hand, and I'm in the water. And I'm under the water, I'm thinking, does she know that I need air to breathe? I mean, I'm four or five years old, am I've always been pretty analytical, and it's like, I don't think she understands. I can't breathe underwater, you know, and she has her hand on my head. And When she let me out, I was gone. I was out of that pool so fast, never to return. That lady was trying to kill me. I was sure of it. She didn't understand that we've got to have breath, air to breathe. And today I want to remind you that as spiritual beings, we need air to breathe, just like our physical bodies need oxygen to breathe to survive. The air for our spiritual being comes from the breath of God. It's the breath of God where we find the spiritual power for our life, which demands the question that I want to ask you today, what kind of air are you breathing Because breathing bad air is not good for you. Eventually, if you breathe toxic air, it's going to kill you. The air we need to breathe comes from the Word of God. It comes from the power of His Holy Spirit. It's the breath of God. In Genesis chapter 2, it states God created man from the dust of the ground, and it was God's breath that brought man to life. He breathed into man, and all of a sudden, he was living Job states in Job 33, 4, he says, The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. The breath of the Almighty. Paul states in Acts 17, verse 28, he says, For in Him we live and move and have our being. We are spiritual beings. It is in Him that we live and move and have our being. Without Him, guess what? We're not a whole lot. We're very carnal And we're just physical. There's no spiritual part of us without him. There's a spiritual part that longs for him. But we got to make that connection with God. It's important to know that it's in God we find life. Life is from the breath of God. I believe it's why God has given us his word, the Bible. When we read God's word, there's something that comes to life. As I've shared many times, I'll pray before I read God's word or after I read God's word that I don't want it just to be words on a page. I want it to come to life by the power of His Holy Spirit, that word come to life. The Apostle Paul reminds us when he was writing to Timothy, he says, All Scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching and for reproof and for correction and for training in righteousness. It was breathed out by God. Scripture God's word is his very breath, and spiritually, we need God's breath in our life. If we want to be powerful Christians, if we want to be serving the Lord with all of our strength, if we don't want the, the world to overcome us, the problems and difficulties, we need God's power in our life, and it comes from his breath. The Greek word for God, breathe, is theonousis. Theo means God, and noustos means air. It means air. Several of our English words come from this Greek word noustos. And For example, pneumonia comes from that Greek word. Pneumatic comes from that Greek word. Pneumonia is a bacterial or viral infection that all of a sudden sets into your lungs. And all of a sudden your lungs can fill up with fluid or mucus. And if you're not treated, guess what? Pneumonia can kill you, right? It's not good. It's life-threatening. It reminds us that many things in life are designed to operate with air. Your lungs are designed to operate with air. Try driving your car without air in your tires. See what will happen. You're going to ruin some tires. You're also going to ruin some wheels. It's designed to have air in those tires. One of the things I hate is I love basketball I hate playing with a basketball that's underinflated, that you can't. She's so like, Really? Or a flat? If it's a flat basketball, you're not gonna play basketball that day. It just doesn't work. It needs air to operate. You need the breath of God in your life to operate effectively. Just sharing. As a young man, I did a lot of mechanical work on buses and uh, motor coaches. Annette and I, the first 10 years of our life, we traveled all over America and Canada. Doing busters, can you imagine seeing me in a little suit and tie with, and behind a bus wheel, all the, all the wheels in the bus go around and round and, and that's back there, and she's the tour director, and we have like 40 or 50 seniors on the bus, and we're taking them all over the United States. And that's what we were doing. But then as we started having kids, I went into the mechanical work of doing some of the work. And you know what? It was basically impossible to do the work on a bus without some pneumatic tools. I had an air compressor that was sitting over in the corner of the shop, and I'd hook up the airline to that, and I had multiple different uh, tools or, 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 uh, that you could use, a one-inch um, driver that you could take off the, the, the lugs of the wheel. And without that, it was really hard to do any of the work. But with that, when you were hooked up to that power line, man, you could it would just take it right off, no problem, no difficulty at all. Because I was connected up to something that was powerful. And we need that in our own lives. As followers of Christ, we need the air of God breathing into our life. Without the breath of God, we are spiritually powerless. And the breath of God, I want you to remember this. The breath of God comes from two areas. His Word, His written Word, and the power of His Holy Spirit. As Christians, we are God's vessels. If we're not connected to God's power, we are spiritually useless and we will never function the way that God designed us to function. We will always be less. It's like playing with that flat basketball. It just doesn't work. It's not working as it was designed because it has no air in it. When you have no breath of God in you, you will not operate according to what God was designed you to operate. So maybe it's time for us to read God's word. Spend more time in prayer. Join a Bible study. We've got several of them going. Thursday morning, 630 men's right here at the church. We have two different women's Bible studies at different homes that you can check online and find find information about that. Start filling yourself up with the breath of God. King David wrote these words. He says, in God's presence there is fullness of joy. Lacking joy? Find God's presence. Are you lacking joy, happiness? Guess what? In God's presence, we find fullness of joy. Do you know when we gather as believers, we are inviting more of God's presence in our life? I don't know if you understand that concept or that thought, but when we gather together as believers, we're saying, Lord, we want more of you in our life. It's a true statement. Jesus says, for where two or three are gathered in my name there I am with them. He is in their our midst. The Bible says, "Don't neglect the fellowship with other believers. Don't neglect gathering together with other believers, because there's something powerful when we get together with the pre, all of a sudden the presence of God becomes so real." Today, I want to share a passage of Scripture with you that's found in Ezekiel chapter thirty-seven. And Ezekiel was a prophet used by God to warn the people of upcoming events. And let me give you just a brief summary about Ezekiel. Ezekiel was a young man who was taken into captivity in Babylon. He was a priest and he, prof- and he was a prophet and he spoke on behalf of Israel for, the, uh, for, for God. Or he spoke on behalf of God for the people of Israel. And the book of Ezekiel is broken down into three sections. The first part, Ezekiel explains the reason why Israel was held in captivity captive in Babylon. Basically what happened, God was basically punishing Israel because of their disobedience and they were held captive in different locations and Ezekiel was in Babylon being held captive. And it's important to recognize that this was all part of God's plan in revealing our desperate need of a savior. Then the middle chapters give prophecy about what will take place to the foreign countries that were holding Israel captive. Even though the foreign countries were being used by God in many ways to punish Israel, they were still subject to God's law. So they were going to have to answer to God for what they were doing. Then the last part of the book of Ezekiel is a beautiful description of Jerusalem being restored. It represents how God's presence would one day restore all people to himself. God's presence is Jesus who through the cross... Restored us into right relationship with God. That presence. It's a beautiful forecast of what's going to take place. He was showing the children of Israel like He could bring them back together. But one day, guess what? He was going to bring all of us, all the souls bringing them to heaven, all who put their faith in Jesus Christ. In Ezekiel 37, when you find Ezekiel, and it's an interesting passage of scripture had been taken by the Lord or by the Spirit to a place of valley of dry bones. Understand Ezekiel and many of the other Jews had been taken captive. We talked about they, they had been dispersed by their enemies... They were destitute, impoverished, needy. You need to keep that thought. They were slaves. Many of them were slaves to these different places Babylon, Egypt. And they were slaves and they were held captive and they were spread apart. And basically, the country of Israel, the land of Israel, God's promised people how could we ever be back together again? We're in slavery in all these different places. And they were losing hope. They had no ability in their own strength to bring the nation back together. And this valley of dry bones represented the people of Israel who were in bondage and scattered among their enemies. Could they ever be brought back together? And prophetically, this is a vision of lost souls that need to be resurrected from death to life by the power of God. That's what it is, that's what's happening spiritually. Ezekiel is being seen this vision of what God can do. I want to start in Ezekiel chapter 37. Verse 1, follow along with me. and We're going to go through verse 4. I encourage you to keep your Bibles open in Ezekiel 37. The Lord took hold of me, and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere, across the ground, and were completely dried out. Get that picture in your mind. Just look at a valley of just dried bones that had been there for hundreds of years. Then he asked me, son of man, can these bones become living people again? Son of man is talking to Ezekiel. Can these these bones become living people again? O sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know that answer to that. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry, say this with me, dry bones, bones, bones. listen to the word of the Lord. (laughs) I just feel like we need to pray for a moment. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for this passage of scripture that's found in Ezekiel 37. I pray, God, that it would come alive to us today. Spiritually, we would come alive. God, do your work in our hearts and our minds, God. Let us not hear your word and leave the same. God, I pray that we would hear your word and by the power of your Holy Spirit, we will leave transformed. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. There's times in our life just like Ezekiel spoke to those prophetically to those dry bones, there's times in our life where we need to speak to our life. We need to speak to those dry areas of our life, because the word of God is a prophetic message that will awaken us. When you feel hopeless, when you feel discouraged, spiritually dry, stop feeling sorry for yourself and start speaking God's word over your life. Because there is power in God's word. Anybody know that? The Bible says for the word of God is living and active sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the division of soul and spirit to joints and marrow and discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the hearts. The word of God is living and active. The word living is the same Greek word that Jesus uses when he meets a woman uh, at the well, the Samaritan woman at the well. And Jesus says if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you were speaking to you would ask me. Ask me, and I would give you living water. The second word, so we talked about living in that. The second word, active, is the Greek word where we our English word energy is derived from. The word of God is living and active. It is not stagnant. It is not just a book filled with words that has no meaning. It is living and active, and it will apply to every person's life in here. Taking the word of God into your life will change your life. Some translations translate that word energy or, uh, 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 you know, it says active, living and active to mean effective. The word of God is effective for you. You can't stay the same because God's word divides between soul and spirit. And that word soul in this passage really is identifying your temporal identity. Here on earth, it's your physical being. And the word spirit means your eternal being. So if you can imagine, the word of God all of a sudden separates between our carnal nature and our spiritual nature. It divides our natural thoughts and our spiritual thoughts, our supernatural thoughts. Meaning that God's word will help you separate what's eternal and what's temporal. So many times in my own life, i got to remember, this is only temporary. Temporal, temporary. This is what's eternal. I don't need to get stuck so much in the temporal. I need to think about what am I doing for eternity for God. The word of God is like a surgeon who searches to discover what's healthy and what's not healthy. The surgeon will cut out a part of the body that's unhealthy, that's dying, so that you know it can restore the entire body, so the rest of the body can be healthy. When you bring God's word, God's breath, his spirit into your life, it will change you. It will change your identity by cutting away your old self. Those things in your life that are no longer needed, the surgeon, God's hand, will cut away those things if you listen to his word. And all of a sudden it starts removing certain things so you have more room for the presence of God in your life. When you bring God's word, God's breath into your life, it changes you. God's truth will expose right and wrong, and it will give you the power to overcome. Joints and marrow in that scripture in Hebrews 4.12, that joints and marrow brings the idea of how God's word penetrates deeply and even touches your secrets. Those things that are most intimate to you, those secrets, it divides between joint and marrow. Bone marrow is a tissue that is found in the interior of your bone, and if you've ever had a bone marrow test, you would understand how difficult it is to access. It's difficult. It literally takes someone with a, a long, thick needle to drill that into your bone, and it goes into the center of your bone. And when they get to the center of your bone, there's a tissue in it called bone marrow, and it extracts it out. It's not seen visibly. You can't see it without, all of a sudden, someone going inside the bone and to extract that out. God's Word is so powerful that it will penetrate the hidden parts of our life. Those areas have never been accessed before. And if you allow God access, God will bring healing to those areas of your life that you never thought anyone could ever touch or bring life to again. And God can bring life to dry bones. He can bring healing. There is nothing too deep or too hidden that God can't touch. The Lord told Ezekiel, speak to those dry bones and say, listen to the word of the Lord. You know, sometimes I catch myself, I don't know if you've ever done this, but sometimes I'll catch myself reading a book and I'm reading through and all of a sudden, what did I just read? And I'll have to go back because my mind's going somewhere else and I have to read that page over again. Do we do that with God's word? Sometimes we just kind of read through it without just meditating on it and settling down and allowing God's word to penetrate our hearts and our minds. Lord told these eagles, speak to those dry bones. We need to speak to those areas of our life that are scattered, separated, and disjointed, and say, listen to the word of the Lord. Look what verse 5 states. It says, this is what the Lord, the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am going to put breath into you and make you live again. The word breath is the Hebrew word ruah, meaning breath, wind, spirit. It's a symbol of life. Like we shared, like I shared before, without breath there is no life. It's the same Hebrew word that's used in Genesis 1-2 before there was life on this earth. It says, and the Spirit of the Lord was hovering over the, over the waters. It was hovering over the surface of the waters. It was the breath of God, the Spirit of God, that spoke creation into existence. The breath of God, I want you to catch this, the breath of God... Brings dead things back to life. I want you to look at the next verses. And we're going to read the rest of this section here for today. Verse 6 says, I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Again, that word ruah is there. God put breath into you so that you would come to life. So I spoke this message just as he told me. Suddenly as I spoke, suddenly as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across. Come on, talk about freaky. All across the valley, the bones of each body came together and attached themselves to complete skeletons. I think about this vision. Those bones were scattered all over the place. Their one body's bones could have been in a hundred different places. All of a sudden they just started, I mean, this is something you see at Disneyland, a haunted house. They started coming together. Then as I watched, muscles and flesh formed over the bones and skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to the winds, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath from the four winds. Breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. So I spoke the message as he commanded me, and breath came into their bodies they all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. They are saying, we have become old, dry bones. All hope is gone. Our nation is finished. Have you ever felt like all hope is gone? Have you ever been in a place where you feel like, man, I'm just finished? It's not worth it? Therefore, prophesy to them and say... This is what the sovereign Lord says, O my people. I will open up your graves of exile and cause you to rise again. Then I will bring you back to the land of Israel. When this happens, O my people, you will know that I am the Lord. I will put my spirit in you and you will live again and return home to your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done what I said. Yes, the Lord has spoken. There is power in the breath of God. The breath of God is our substance for our spiritual being. Verse 12, the Lord told Ezekiel, prophesy to those dry bones. In verse 14, God says, I'll put my spirit in you and you will live again. And it reminds us that God's breath in our lives, we are, without God's breath in our lives, we are just like a bag of dry bones. We are ineffective. But when we are filled with his presence, when we are filled with his breath, nothing can stop us. Let me encourage you today, be filled with God's presence. Stop seeing the impossibilities and start seeing opportunities for God's presence to work in your life. You might be in a scenario right now where there's a broken relationship. Maybe it's in your marriage. Maybe it's with your children. Maybe it's with a friendship, a relationship there. Whatever it might be, you might see there's no way to bring restoration to that. May I tell you today, guess what? you're seeing from a from a mental physical natural perspective instead of looking from a supernatural perspective when god speaks into that guess what those things that are dispersed those things that are broken god can bring back together you might have a family member or a friend far from God who doesn't know Jesus. And you're, you're kind of giving up hope. You're, you've been praying them for years and years and years. Will they come to Jesus? And you're like, man, is there any hope? Yeah, in our natural it doesn't seem to be. But in the supernatural, guess what? With the breath of God, he can bring those dead things that were dead back to life again. It's through the power of God. The world needs Christians filled with the breath of God. Filled with his presence. We need parents and young adults and teenagers and children and grandparents filled with God's presence. We are God's people. And we're called to lead people to discover God's presence for themselves. We are God's people. We've been given the the responsibility. Go show God's light. Go show God's love to others who are living in darkness. To give them hope when they're hopeless. It's our vision statement, creating environments to see what God can do through people by the Spirit of God. Let's put them in an environment where all of a sudden they for themselves can experience the presence of God and let's see what God can do. We need to ask God for more of his presence in our life. We need to speak God's word over our life. We can not only set the direction for our life. But man, when we all of a sudden start living with the breath of God in us, His presence in us, we'll start setting the direction for other people who are following us because all of a sudden, we're becoming the light in the darkness. We are God's vessels. But we can only operate effectively when we are filled with the breath of God. That's how He designed us. From Adam, He breathed life into Him. When was the last time you have life breathed into you? By the breath of God. Without his presence, we are just a bag of dry bones. Man, many times, I don't know about you, but many times it's so easy. Ha! So easy. Some of you experienced it already this morning, like maybe I have. Where all of a sudden we can let the problems of this life be our focus. Easy to do. But if you want to have a greater life filled with joy and peace, your solution is there's not more problems. Your solution is more of God's presence. It's amazing when God's spirit is within you. Guess what takes place? When all of a sudden you spend some time with God, what happens is the problems are still there. They just diminish. The problems don't, sometimes they disappear. God just says, that's done. That's, I'm over that. I'm removing that out of your life. But sometimes I've had situations where the problem is never removed. It just doesn't become that that much of a problem anymore. It just diminishes because, you know what, my focus is on God now. I'm going to take care of that, but you know what, my first priority is the Lord. And all of a sudden the problems start to diminish in my life. They're just not as important. God needs His church to come alive again. A church that is filled with His Spirit. A church that is willing to stand between the living and the dead. To be that person that stands sharing the love of Jesus Christ a church that will bring hope to a dying world let's let God's spirit speak through us today I speak over you this simple message be filled with his spirit be filled with his presence let the breath of God lead and guide you and direct you in every step that you take That's what we need more of. Amen? Amen. Thanks for listening to the South Coast Christian Podcast. We appreciate those who give on a regular basis to South Coast because through your giving, we are able to provide these resources. For more information about South Coast, including service times and ways to give, please visit southcoastchristian.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again, and may this week be filled with new opportunities where you can receive and share God's love.